0: Welcome to the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast, and today our guest is Eric Ruland from the Eric Ruland Agency. Co-host today is Terry Torito, and Terry, you want to give us a little market update on the real estate side for Minnesota?
1: Absolutely. I uh, was looking at it, uh, I pulled it this morning, this was just for the week ending in May 28th, so just a quick little update. I found some interesting stuff out there, and this is for the Twin Cities um, area. Levin County Metro, right? Correct. Um, so new uh, new home listings did increase 0. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, uh, 0.1 percent to 1,608, and the pending sales went down from 15.4 percent to uh, 1,451 homes. And uh, but overall, in, uh, inventory has increased 4.6 percent um, to 6,772 homes, which is pretty good. But then also, um, for the month of April, that medium sales price increased 10% right? to, uh, $370,000. It's crazy. Year over year. We're over
0: uh, 20% from
2: last year,
1: you know, um, you know, Eric, just a, Eric, you're going to be insuring a lot more for <laughs> houses. Things are
2: changing, right? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be something that's Ever changing, right? And We yeah. keep up with that, but correct.
0: Yeah, so interest rates. You know, just a couple short months ago, we were sitting at about forty two, forty four hundred homes. So we did get a nice bump for the spring market, and now we're kind of keeping that keeping that flow. And I think we're, we'll be continuing that that increase over the next coming months. So um, hopefully, we can keep having less. Uh, multiple offer situations, and you know, borrowers are easier to get financing and so forth on these. Um, as far as financing and mortgage average, mortgage rate we pulled today that was about five and a half nationwide. So, um, I know some places would be a little bit less. That's a 30 year fixed mortgage. I know there's a lot of arms that are being talked about out there. They're still not super advantageous, they're only like eighth quarter of a point, maybe three-eighths of a point off the market, um, you know, for a seven-year, 10-year, and I've seen one today at a 15-year arm. So, some different products are coming for the mortgage industry as far as rate terms and products. So, interesting enough, but uh, today, Eric, you know, from being an insurance agent and you're a full, you offer auto, the whole works, right? Yep home, auto, umbrella,
2: life, commercial, <clears throat> kind of top to bottom, a little bit, of everything, really everything outside of health insurance. So, you know, kind of like you mentioned, it is kind of an ever changing thing. We try to stay on top of some of those changes in the market, but, um, you know, having contact with our clients, uh, for start to finish, you know, being in communication with you guys, um, is really where that starts.
0: Right. So, Right, and being able to provide—I know you've been pretty quick at getting quotes out to us and and working with us. It's some companies have been tough to deal with, and then you know with clients oh, yeah. and it's like, and yeah. you know, like, oh, we got a quote. Okay, it wasn't finalized, or wasn't this, wasn't that. So, um, we really appreciate your ability to turn those quotes fast and get us what we need when we want it to. So, For sure, that really helps lenders overall and clients. Um, when it comes time to, you know, investors have been increasingly harder too with binders and stuff like that, and they're saying, "Well, it's only a binder; it's not really, it's not really placed insurance yet," and they were asking for more in addition to now. Right, right. Uh-huh. I know you guys have plenty on your plate, right? You got
2: plenty of paperwork and, you know, not to mention the clients. So, trying to make that process as seamless as possible for them and you guys is really the goal at the end of the day, just to make your job a little bit
0: easier. Right. You know, we appreciate that. Yeah. And let's face it, a lot of people are like, okay, I need homeowners, spe- specifically first time home buyers, They're, they don't know what they need, right? Okay. So,.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I've been in how, in, how yeah, I was going to ask you that. How did you get your start in this business? So I started off in insurance, just strictly life insurance. I started off at Northwestern Mutual in uh, college, transitioned to American family, uh, worked under an agent that was, he's been in the business for about 30 years now. Um, and I ultimately knew, I kind of wanted to get to a position where I was in the driver's seat, I had my own agency and I could build out a team. And get to that point. But, um, you know, one thing that you see right now, as opposed to six years ago, is that change in replacement costs. And it's something that, like to your point, Brandon, is something that insureds don't necessarily know about. Those replacement costs, lumber and material costs have been all over the place in the last two years. Yeah, what it costs to replace a house six years ago looks very different now. Um, You know, we had houses that were anywhere from $125 $125 square foot to $150 square foot to replace and we're seeing, you know, 175 to 200 plus now. Yeah. So is
1: that smart for someone then to actually like I was just thinking for myself then like does a person like do you relook at your insurance right now for at, in in this time or do you just kind of let it roll because of inflation do you
2: what, yeah. what, what are the good, steps of person good question. should take there, you know? <laughs> well, 100%. Um, you know, people get in the, the habit, if you want to talk insurance, you know, some people want to put that aside and let that <laughs> right. be for five years. But, you know, if we have a total loss tomorrow and that house hasn't been reevaluated in five, six years, we might be short 20, 30%. So I think it's a living, working, like breathing document that you should be updating every couple of years, especially in the environment that we're in right now. Things are changing and I try to, so I send out personal insurance reviews every year, if not every two years, and just try to get an update on what are your goals? What are you trying to have covered? And these things change, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously from year to year. So just updating things to keep pace with their goals, but obviously keep pace with the market. Like I said, with building material costs, it's, it's been a lot of changing going on.
0: Yeah, the last thing you need is some straight line winds knock a tree over, and now you have some major problems, and, in the, and then you're not covered, right? You're like, well, we, your replacement coverage is only X, and it hadn't been updated in a long time, but now the cost of the repairs are going to be this, and now, now what do they do? Like, how, right? You know.
2: Right. That's a tough conversation, you know. Right. And so we make a point to send out a couple reminders at least twice a year. Just let's sit down. Let's review yeah. these things and make sure we're on pace with where we should be. To be
0: proactive so that way you're not looking like the bad guy when it happens because that's what happens, right? right? They yeah. want to fight with and you. And then you they're going to gonna raise your insurance. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. yeah, you know, and that's the thing. You want to be – you're doing this for them, right? You're being proactive, like to, to your point, Brandon. Um in putting them in the best position possible, whether it's something they don't want to review every year, but they should. Right. Um, we're just trying to put them in a position where if something were to happen, we can make you whole again. And that's, you know, our time to shine is when something does happen. So
0: mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's, it's funny cause I re- recently just had a client where their apartment like building started on fire and their unit was one of the units was a total loss. And they're talking about like all the stuff that they lost, you know, and I was a kid. Our house burnt down when I was like five years old and we lost everything because it was a complete loss. Right. So it's, it's it's crazy, you know, when people think about it, but then it's like, well, you're not only did you lose all your stuff, but now what do I do if the costs are 20, 30% more? Right. Right. So now now you're hurt on top of it even more from emotionally. And now you know
1: right. now you're not going to get any windows in your house yeah <laughs> right we will just cross off a couple of things you used to <laughs> yeah, have right.
0: sorry in tough times we all have to take yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take our losses well
2: and unfortunately sometimes that's what that's what happens people don't have that perspective that you come to the table with cuz you've you've seen it you mm-hmm. felt it and uh, you know for some people it it takes mm-hmm. till after that happens for them to shift their perspective and be like these are some things we need to put into place in in be proactive on, you know, before they happen, but it's tough. You know, people don't, they don't want to think about insurance. Right. It's just something that's kind of maybe on the back, true, break, it right? is. you know,
1: what, uh, what kind of areas I, like, you know, tell us, um, what kind of areas like, what do you specialize in? What is your, what is your main?
2: Yeah. So of- I would say like bread and butter are residential, like home auto, like I mentioned, umbrella life insurance. Um, but about 25% of my book is commercial. So that's everything from, you know, duplexes, multifamilies, up to habitational, like uh, apartment complexes and everything in between there. So a good mix. Um, We see, you know, I I deal with kind of a variety of things, but my go-to probably most common is working with people getting in their first home. And it's fun because it's an exciting time. They're getting into their very, it's the biggest purchase of their life, right? So you want to steer them in the right direction, put them in a good spot, and at the end of the day, just make them feel comfortable. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. you do do
1: a very good job at that. A lot of our mutual clients have been very happy the way, you know, just (laughs) good honesty goes a long ways, you know, and you're very personable, which is nice. Well, and
0: I like that you bring it up because we, we feel that we're super personal, personable with our clients. Right. right? And a lot of lenders and, and insurance companies for that matter have gone to so much digital and they get out of that, that relationship. Right. So it's, yeah, you can give them the cheapest quote out here, but is it the best? I mean, is it, like, when I have a problem, who am I going to talk to? Who am I, you know, like, who do I get back to, right? And
2: 100%. Yeah, there's so many nuances, <clears throat> excuse me, with regards to your your home coverage. And, you know, you could have 10 quotes laid out that have X amount covering your dwelling and a deductible. If you're not looking past that, you might run into some things where, like we mentioned earlier, aren't covered or you're right. in trouble. So. Right. Walking people through that and, and really putting, painting a picture for them um, is just kind of another level of, of planning that I think needs to be done and that, that can get missed when you're trying to get quotes out really quick and get somebody mm-hmm. a premium say, here, you're good to go. Take this. Mm-hmm. So... What do you
1: want? Or, what, I mean, because insurance is tough. Not Nobody knows about it. What, what do you want your clients to know about insurance? You know, like... Yeah. I want to know, you know. <laughs>
2: Well, again, I'll go back to the nuances. So there's so many little things um, that go into an insurance policy and it's not as, you can make it as simple as you want, right? Like I try to walk through, I mentioned earlier, like the cost per square foot. I try to give people a high level understanding of what we're doing, but not get into the weeds too much because it can be a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, understanding your clients too, like you guys mentioned, you're personable. You know, you need to understand is your is your client super analytical? Do they want to walk through all these numbers? Do They want to see every single endorsement, or should I just touch on some of the major ones that are kind of key points that people need to know about? Um, and and yeah, just having a feel for what they're how they're wired, I guess.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's a you know, I part of this podcast is to show the the the. You know, the realism of us, right, and being how we're personable and, you know, getting to know our clients is some of the best things that we can do, you know, because we are considered sales, salespeople, right? But I don't – I came from a high-stress, high-environment, you know, sales in the car industry, and it was – you know my job was to make as much money per car as i possibly could and right. t- today it's much different it's you know i believe it's more of a service providing i'm not trying to make uh, there it, there is no difference right i don't mark anything up i can't i can't right. mark anything up stay between can't. those lanes right yeah. so <laughs> you know it's it's we're we're assisting you to buy a house or you're assisting them to get their coverages and so f- and so forth so when it when it becomes like that we become personable it, it's not sales anymore in my opinion I I stress it all the time to the team is like we're not selling per se we are assisting people because we are literally here to find the best products for them whether it's a mortgage product or whether in your case it's an insurance product that's yeah. going to meet their needs yep. right and we're helping them get to the finish line and get that product so they're covered down the road or they're you know that they have the we have their best financial future in mind Right? right. It's not simply going out there and say, here's what you get and, and there you go. Right. Cause that's not sales anymore. Right. Sales. No, you're, that's a transactional relationship. You know, right. you do you find
1: it. people though? They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like just get it done. They, well, they don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's, I remember you telling me that time, um, you know, cause I always say, what do my, that comes almost brought to my next question. Like, what should you be insured for? Like if your house burns down, I remember you telling me once, like, Is the basement not
2: covered? It's only ground up. Am I right on that? Well, so we're covering finished square footage. um, But one thing we've been doing more recently now because of these change in material and lumber costs um, is I'll get in contact with local contractors in that area, maybe one or two, and just kind of run through evaluation of a home and say, you know, in your opinion, if we were to break down this house and we had to rebuild this tomorrow, where do you think this would fall per square foot? Because there's such a variance in between. A house built in 1986 or a house built in 2022 with crown molding, bamboo floors, quartz, countertops, right? Like there's a huge variance in cost per square foot. So if I can break that down and get a more honed in number from somebody who quite literally builds houses every day, I feel much better about where we're at and then I can relay that to our insured. I know wholeheartedly we're going to be in a good spot.
0: Well, and that's that's why... People go to you versus just go online to Progressive or some of these other online. Get right? an online quote. <laughs> yeah. Cheap
2: easy might save 15%. Yeah.
0: Right. right. But there's It's a lot still cheap. There. And
2: it's, yeah. Yeah. Cheap is cheap, you know. And, right. and we're not going to always win on price. But, you know, to your guys' point, there's many layers to that. And, right. and the relationship is huge. Somebody you can trust. Yeah, so, Yeah. And it's and it, nice to have a guy.
0: You know, price is always like number one, but is it really number one? I mean, think of it this way. Look at all the stores that are out there from, you know, the Walmarts of the world to the Dollar Generals to the Macy's to the Costco's, right? So everyone has their own niches and everyone ser- serves different segments and but being able to and i would assume like the same thing with us we have so many different mortgage products i mean some guys some people might want a 15-year product right because they want to pay it off fast they have the ability to do so other people like well that would cut into you know saving for my kid's college fund certain things like that we got to get to know right so um but being able to provide and then Talk to them about the house, right, and find out what's really in that house and what's important to them. Because you're right. I mean, you got quartz countertops. I just got some last year. They're not cheap. A little different, <laughs> yeah. Right. right, right, right. You need to account for those things. Right, so, right, certainly. Yeah, and then well, and that you know the Home Depots of the world and the Menards of the world that gave everybody the ability to go do H- it yourself HGTV, right? Set yeah, off, set <laughs> off right. a world. Wind.
2: Resources are out there yeah. too, right? Everyone, it, it's at their fingertips, right? You know, so, and, uh, which then in
0: turn made way more products that are higher end or lower end, right? So, depending on what's what is uh, is is key to all of it. So, well, it
1: was funny too because I just I don't know if I, we talked about it in a past podcast, like but. Like I said, it's because of HGTV, Home Depot, Menards. Do you also even say thirty years ago when our parents bought their first houses, people bought houses to just live in their house, <laughs> not to redo the whole thing every year, redo yeah. every room. Like it's it's crazy how mm-hmm. it's. Right, you know, people have a whole different
2: vision, a whole pers- now. different like perspective. They, yeah,
1: it's not enough just to have a house. It's oh no, <laughs> we got to open it up. You know, right? <laughs> got that wall down? <laughs> yeah. Is that load
0: bearing? <laughs>
2: yeah. I
0: was just over at Johnny. Did you see yep. what they yeah. did? Yeah, oh my it's, God, that backyard! It's right? yep. I mean, unbelievable. It, it's crazy, yeah. and then, but it, I mean, it is what it is. I yeah. mean, we all kind of go through it, and we all like. I see some stuff. I'm like, wow, that's oh my God, that's awesome, right? Nice. Yeah, you guys did
2: that yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah, I
0: know you could do that. Right. right. Speaking of which. Is do you have people when when you do have a claim and like hey I want to do this myself? Is that are people able to do that or do they have to do a contractor?
2: Certainly, um, yeah, and that's you know that goes kind of plays into the deductible piece. You know some people have and this is kind of a philosophy thing. So some people raise their deductible, thinking I'm gonna if I have a claim if it's relatively small it's something I can handle I don't want a claim on my record. They can put that kind of on their on themselves to handle Mm -hmm. and someone that has a lower deductible is going to have a little bit higher premium is saying anything that i can turn in that's a claim i'm turning in i don't want to touch any of this let's turn over to a claims department and they can handle it there's no right or wrong answer there it's just you know what do you kind of feel that you can tackle on your own and it plays into a little bit of a cost standpoint too what you know based on that deductible what can you afford does it so what is that so if a person makes
1: a claim what is you know is everybody's insurance going to go up is that like how is like cuz i remember i had a claim on my house because my neighbor's tree hit my house it was an act of god my insurance premium went up 1700 a year so my my insurance person called me and goes um we need to look for a new insurance company yeah. i was like how can they do that when it wasn't even it was like I said it wasn't even my tree Right, <laughs> you know. right. And those are,
2: that's an unfortunate circumstance, <laughs> yeah. especially because it's not your tree. Right. Um, but, you know, there's non chargeable claims and chargeable claims. So things that are due to weather like hail or wind damage shouldn't be chargeable. And when I say shouldn't be chargeable, meaning its it's not going to affect your rates from that claim. But if we have enough claims in one year, you know, statewide or even in the Midwest or nationwide, we might have slight rate increases because of the volume and severity of claims.
1: So if there's a big, huge storm that came through and knocked out a whole town,
2: you know? Exactly. And we've seen that. It happens. We're seeing in the south, you know? I mean, it's a record. I mean, I think we had a record high um, amount of volume of claims in the last, like, 20 years. In this last three weeks, we had three separate storms come through with hail damage. So we have catastrophe teams that'll come out and handle, we can allocate resources to take care of that. But it's like, if we're shelling out millions of dollars for all these different towns and houses, company has to have slight rate increases to account for that because they're just, they're right. shelling
0: out so much. Right. So well, on top of like our point earlier is the costs have gone up so much that, I mean, it's, you know, the cost from year to year. I mean, we're talking, it'll be interesting to see what the CPI comes out tomorrow. Um, and you know, what what our new you know inflation rates are going to be, um, and so forth. That's a whole nother just dis, different another rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> might have to have cocktails for that one. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, based on like I I haven't seen so many people in the last like week to saying, you know, I think I started it. Like, I just filled my tank and it was. Hundred twenty two dollars. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so, it's the same thing. And uh, right? you know, anyway, we can't go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's not cheap. Let's put um, it that way. Eric, do you have any like any personal? like, uh, stories that you've had with clients and don't have to say any names of anybody or at all, but that, uh, that don't mention me, Eric. (laughs) Yeah. leave you out of this. It was like some kind of a success story and like why, you know, where it worked out like really well for them or.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a variety of stories, um, and some that are, you know, more recent, some that are a little bit older, but, um, I have one actually specifically it was like a week ago and it has nothing to do with home insurance. It was actually life insurance. Um, we have like questionnaires that you go through and this, this person was ex-military is about 60 years old. And I had the underwriter call me the next week and asked, She's like, I've never had in 16 years someone say yes to every single thing on here. We're talking like motorcycle racing, skydiving, scuba, scuba <laughs> oh diving. <my> <laughs> I'm like, is this guy serious? So the best part is he doesn't do any of these things anymore. He used to. He's like, he's ex-military, but he felt the need at this time to just elaborate on these right. things that he used to do and say that he does now. But right. like, we gotta have a conversation. So um, but yeah, I just that one came to mind because it was so recent. Yeah. Um but you know, I, I've i had, you know, I would say like fraudulent claims are pretty common, unfortunately, wow. yeah. um, with like jewelry, like fur coats <laughs> gone missing and they've been found at a storage unit, things like that. Um, I've heard of people getting on roofs and taking a hammer, oh, you no. know, to their shingles Uh-oh. trying that to get is- insurance claims, which... Get in a little trouble doing that. So right. So, yeah. um, so, so you'll point always is, get caught. Don't you'll do of, fraud. Yeah. Don't yeah, do fraud. Yeah. Please, Just save yourself. Right. But um, I don't know. I I think I mentioned this a minute ago. Having you know, sometimes there's a perfect storm of like inflation going up, and we have hailstorms that come in, and you know our costs are going up. Um, to be set up to be able to allocate resources like we like we have been the last few weeks feels really good because mm-hmm. it's our time to shine and our time to on people's worst day we can come in and make sure that they're taken care of and, and made whole again. Um, I've seen that more recently than anything with this claim severity. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think a lot of that gets missed a lot of times, right? So when you have an accident, an accident happens, right? It's not only like, hey, we're going to get your house fixed, but in the meantime, we need to get you somewhere to stay right we need to get you you know maybe your car got damaged in the meantime we got to take care of that so you're you're really you're there to help those people instantly right you know for sure and provide those resources so i i think that gets forgotten a lot about in the in the process until it happens until you actually go through it that right that that gets forget i
2: i agree um that that can't get missed and um you know, like I said, if it's our time to shine, I want to make people make it known that, you know, we're making an effort to put them in the best spot possible, you know, when they need it most. So um, that's felt good in the last few weeks because it is, you know, you don't always have that opportunity. You feel like you're just paying insurance premium, your your insureds are just kind of, you know, there. And when you have a, a, a larger volume of claims, it's like, okay, here's where we can show, you know, our our true colors and and what we have to offer here. Is there really
1: people who have like three, four, five claims, six claims a year? Oh my goodness,
2: yes, (laughs) yes. And yeah, it, I mean, you kind of get categorized in different pools, you know, once you have one or two or three claims, you know, it's just, oh, John's calling again. Yeah, like we already know what's going (laughs) on here. (laughs) What happened today? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fell asleep with my cigar. (laughs) Oh man, yeah. But you get a variety, and there's, you know, you, like you said, you have some that you know <laughs> you keep an eye on. Right. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, it's pretty, pretty low key. We don't have too many of those where you're just like suspicious claims or like things popping up or like red flags and yikes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and, nice. and again, it goes back, and this is why, you know, when I, you know, I'm always referring agents you know, or insurance agents to my clients and, you know, I've good relationships, but it always goes back to, you know, when I see the online ones come through and then I've seen some other reports and like, and then they have a problem two years down the road. And also I'm getting a call. I'm like, well, you know, like I, I, you know, I don't really have any part of that process, but with, with, you know, when they're using someone like you, you know, you are that kind of main go-to for the most part. Right.
2: Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, and one thing I would challenge people to do, because it's easy to just, you know, look at your quote, like I mentioned earlier, and just say that looks good. But I would challenge people to ask their agent, you know, and this is just kind of a, a general, what are we covering, covering per square foot and why? Like, how did you get that number? Because in the past, so many agents did this where you would cover a house just based on the market value, what you paid for. So you might have bought a house for 450000 and we just slap a, a dwelling coverage on there at 450000 It's like, well, right you know, in an extreme example, let's say we bought a house on Lake Minnetonka and it's a million dollar house, but it's only a thousand square feet. Well, we might not insure that for a million dollars. Probably not. You know, right. we're going to be insuring that for 450, 500,000. It's all circumstantial, but having the idea how they got to that number, I would always ask how you got there, you know, and why, and just kind of walk through those things.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
2: Um, Terry, do you got any more questions? I don't.
1: Um, I think I want to tell everybody that uh, Eric will put your info up on here. So if people wanted to, you know, reach out to you, get, uh, you know what, call everybody. You know, if you have questions, give Eric a call. He's always around. He's always, he's been awesome. So definitely we'll put his info up here with his contact information and give him a call. If you have questions, he will guide you in the right direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you for coming on the show, Eric. Uh, this has been great, a uh, great opportunity to get to know you more um, as well. And uh, everybody that's out there wants you to like and subscribe, follow us, stay tuned for our next uh, guest coming on. I think we have some more real estate partners coming on in the next few shows. So Sounds great. Looking forward to seeing you all again, and uh, thanks thanks very much. Thanks, Eric. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's yep. fun. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. Bye.